0: Hello everyone, welcome to Soranchi's podcast interviews. This is your host Megha Tiwari. Children are our future and we as parents wish for nothing but a bright and successful future for our kids. It's natural to worry about their future, but the big question is how to prepare the young generation for the unpredictable future so that they can lead a life of their choice and be a star in their eyes. If you are curious and looking for a parenting mentor, we have got you covered. Today, we are presenting an expert conversation with a certified parenting expert and coach who started her blogging journey after becoming the mother of a beautiful boy. She helps out parents and guides them through the sweet, sour voyage called parenthood. She is Riddhi Diora. Okay. Hi, Riddhi. How are you? Welcome to Saranshi's podcast interviews. Hi, Megha. Okay, Riddhi, I'm listeners- How are you? I'm I'm absolutely fine. Thank you for asking. So, uh, Riddhi, our listeners would definitely like to know a little bit about you. So, please introduce yourself.
1: Right. So, I'm Riddhi Devra. I'm uh, running this digital school for mothers called Easy Parenting Hub. And I cover a lot of topics for mothers and children. And uh, this was not something that I had planned. It just so happened. I just feel that God created the path for me. And I'm just the channel who's facilitating everything. Because as a first-time mother, I went through my own challenges. And that's when the journey of learning about parenting started for me. And when I could see okay. a huge shift in my energy, in my experience, that's when wanting to help other mothers because I'm a very like an introverted person. So it was not very easy for me to put myself out in the social media and to start talking about it. But at that point, because I had gone through so much mess myself, my willingness to help and serve mothers was very strong. So I started Mm -hmm. taking baby steps. I did one thing at a time. And before I knew I was certified as an expert, as a coach. And like now I already mentioned, I'm running this digital school and I'm on a mission to help mothers become confident, creative, and courageous. So that's the mission that I'm really working on.
0: That's great. So what I understood from your, uh, you know, uh, this answer and all, that you should actually help yourself first. As a mother, you should start helping yourself first, work upon yourself, and then start connecting with your kid. This is the basic thing that a mother should do as a, you know, new parent, right?
1: Yes, and I think you nailed it. Because this is the philosophy that I follow that, you know, the more we work on ourselves, the lesser we have to work on our children. Like, exactly. More often than not, exactly. we're very focused on our children that we're trying to mm-hmm. get them to do the right thing. But I think the more we work on ourselves, the easier it gets both for you as for a parent children, and yes. for your child.
0: Yes. What I have observed that the kids are really, they are the good observant. Whatever you do, they will adapt it immediately. Right. Yes. So this is how you should like help your kids. <laughs> first, start helping yes. yourself. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Riddhi. Uh. Like as you mentioned, mentioned that you started getting uh, getting feedback from the uh, your followers, your appreciators, and the mother. So what was your first feeling when you started getting the appreciation and uh, you know uh, knowing having the feeling that you are having their back.
1: So I think it was a huge validation of the fact that, you know, what I was doing was working. It was helping. I felt a lot more fulfilled because before this Mm -hmm. I have done like two businesses and both the businesses did pretty well, but I think even though the money was coming in and I was successful in what I did, I was not feeling very significant about the things that I was doing. You know, that feeling of being fulfilled because Mm -hmm. right Like, you know, now I actually feel that I'm doing something that's actually helping people directly, helping them feel better about this beautiful gift called life. So I think it's uh, great. And honestly, I just feel that I'm the doer. God is actually Mm -hmm. making me do everything. So I, yeah, I just feel that, you know, I'm just an instrument, but I will give Mm -hmm. all the credit to my mentors and to God for putting me on this journey. I'm just taking action. And I think uh, whatever, uh, you know, I, whatever uh, feedback I get from mothers, I just use it in order as a fuel to actually encourage me to do more. So I think it really encourages me to do more every Mm -hmm. single day because it it gives me that energy that, you know, this is really helping them. So let me get up and see what else can I do for them.
0: Oh, great. (laughs) That's how, that is what keeps you going as well. Yes okay so Riddhi as a parent and as a parenting coach as a parent yourself right what would be your first advice to the new parents I
1: think we already covered that I think focus on yourself work on yourself because the more you work on yourself the lesser you have to work on your child and the next thing Mm -hmm. that I would also like to add to this is that learn and do it you can either just do it based on observation or you can learn and do it. When you learn and do it, it becomes a lot easier because uh, you understand that, you know, this is normal because as mm-hmm. a first time mother, a lot of things which you'll do, you'll feel that, you know, you're the only one doing it or your child is the mm-hmm. only child doing it. But when you learn and do it, you understand that you're not unique. It's not just happening with you. It's happening with a lot of other mothers as well. So Mm -hmm. I think uh, a good idea is to learn and do it because the mistake that we make in parenting is that most of our parenting is driven through observation, which means that we either do what our parents did when Mm -hmm. we were growing up. So if you had a good childhood, you will do what your parents did. And if you didn't have a great childhood, you will try not to do what your parents did. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. either of these approaches might not be the best approach for your child because there's no scientific backup to it. So I think learn and do it. And now it's so easy to learn from the comforts of your home because Mm -hmm. you can just switch on your laptop and you can start learning. Right. And yeah, there are such amazing mentors online. So you can find one for yourself, whoever you resonate with. And I think you should definitely learn and do it. It's
0: going to help Mm -hmm. you a lot. Right. So, uh, you know, as you mentioned that we are human beings, right? We have we, we make mistakes as a parent, as a kid, we will definitely make mistakes, right? So, but there could be some mistakes that we should always avoid. Like we learn from our childhood, as you mentioned right now, that we, we see our parents and then we, you know, try to adopt what our parents have done, you know, for us. Right. So, but there could be some mistakes. Do we really need to follow everything? As you mentioned, we don't need to. Exactly. So, but we keep on listening to the stories. Our parents, they tell us the stories that we did like this. So, are we supposed to really follow all those things? And what could be the like most common mistake that the parents can make and they do not even realize that?
1: So, I think it's uh, different for everybody. Now, from what I understand from your question is that A, like you're trying to do what you saw as a child when you were growing up. And second, if your parents are giving you feedback, like after you become a parent, like especially mother-in-law, father-in-law, and you know, like the generation Mm -hmm. above, they also have their own style of parenting. And sometimes they can also give you feedback and expect you to raise your child their way. Right? So there are two sides to this. So first, I think not all of it is incorrect, I would say. Some of it can actually uh, help you while raising your child. But you don't have to because times have changed and parenting not just depends on you and your child, it also depends on the environment in which you're raising your child. So when we were growing up, you know, our parents were hitting us and, you know, they were slapping us. But nobody was really judging them because every other parent was also doing it. So let's say if you're in a party and you're creating Mm -hmm. a fuss while we were growing up, our parents could easily slap us and that mm-hmm. would be absolutely normal because every yeah. parent was doing it and they were not judging. And in fact, there was like, Ek chata laga ho and you know, that was the <laughs> attitude. Attitude, back- right? Right. But right now it's not the same. Right now, if you go and hit your child in a party, there'll be like hundred eyes just looking at you and judging you so you'll not be able to do it as a parent so understand Mm -hmm. that the style also depends on the environment in which you're raising your child so of course you have to keep yourself updated you have to move with time also for the Mm -hmm. child you know because back then you know when let's you know i had a very strict upbringing like my mother was very lenient my father was very strict So, you know, it was not, but I never felt that he's not loving me or I Mm -hmm. did not feel that I got exclusive treatment because every other parent was doing that. Right. Right. So if I was getting scolded or if I was, you know, sometimes being punished and I had like four other siblings. So earlier, you know, there were a lot of siblings also. So, you know, you didn't feel that you're the only one because sometimes you're being scolded. Sometimes some other child is being scolded. So you just felt that this is how life is. Mm-hmm. Right, So you did not sit and think too deeply about it. But now the family sizes have gone down. So some of them, mostly, most families are one child or maximum two child, children. So then, you know, and also very few parents are actually hitting their children. Very yeah. few parents are punishing their children. So now when you do the same with your child, mm-hmm. then your child will feel that, why me? right? Why just me? So it will become very difficult for your child to absorb that shock but mm-hmm. earlier it was not so difficult because every parent was doing it every <laughs> child was growing through it
0: yeah. Right, the atmosphere we just... was like that the environment yes. was like that the environment
1: right. was like that and there was no exclusive treatment but now if you do it your child will feel that i'm being exclusively treated in a not so good way so i mm-hmm. think that is why it's very important to adopt your parenting style depending on depending on the environment that you're raising your child in and of course you can take good elements from uh, you know when you were being uh, raised like you know I do a lot that my mother did for me for my child and I don't do it directly but you know I'm doing it myself so my child is watching and he's doing it like you know very simple thing like uh, you Mm -hmm. know giving water to sun god in the morning and watering the trees those small small things that we do when you know what what I saw my mother doing I'm still doing it and now my child is probably going to do it he's doing it and it depends on him whether or, he, whether or not he wishes to continue eventually. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it's a mix. But not everything you can do what your parents did. And not everything oh, you can reject right. what your parents did. But right. I think having said that, it's a good idea to read about parenting. It's a good idea to learn about parenting. It's mm-hmm. a good idea to take feedback and to do what you feel is right for your child. Because nobody right. understands your child better than you do. Right, so I always right. tell mothers in my community you're the expert when it comes to your child because you're, if your child is not feeling well a mother can actually mm-hmm. sense it.
0: so you are right. the
1: real expert but I think even experts need help so exactly. <laughs> it's a good idea to get help and to do it the right way
0: right and that's the best suggestion that he, uh, anyone can give any parent so I appreciate you for that So, uh, and Riddhi, my next question to you is that we all expect our kids to listen to us, whatever we say. We just hope that they will be listening to us and they will adhere to whatever we are saying, right? We are not used to listening no, like not not the kid, but as a parent, I am not ready to listen no from my kid. So is this the right thing to do and is is there a guideline to raise a perfect? kid or even a perfect kid do uh, do they really exist yeah so
1: I actually do not like the word perfect it actually keeps you stuck and it pulls your energy down so I think progress is a better word so keep working on yourself keep making progress and then you just keep getting better because there is always a next level so Mm -hmm. you, you can never feel that you know this is it for me and now I'm perfect because at whatever stage you are, there is always scope for improvement. So, you know, when I started making videos, it was not so great. Now I'm making it slightly better. But of course, you know, there are there is definitely a next level. So again, you know, once I start making better videos, it's going to get... So I think even with parenting, there is no such thing as perfect. I think it's about being real, authentic and vulnerable. Right. So the more real you are, the more authentic you are, the deeper your connect will be with your child. So understand that you are, we are not here to raise perfect human beings because we ourselves are not perfect. And of course, you know, setting a target, which is obviously not achievable in the first place is setting yourself up for disaster. So I think uh, mm-hmm. just focus on accepting your child as the best child for you and then, trying to bring out the best from your child so the word parenting is derived from the word which means to draw out which means that you're drawing out the best from your child you're not trying to jam in more information into Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. so you're going to see and identify what your child is naturally inclined towards what your child is really interested in and then your role as a parent is to support your child and help your child get better at what he or she is truly enjoying And Mm -hmm. it's truly uh, inclined towards if you can bring out the best in them, you're automatically going to improve their self-esteem, their self-confidence and all of those things will go up. So that's how you can actually raise a confident child by supporting what they're interested in and Mm -hmm. by putting a lot of trust in your child and sending and having the belief that my child is a good child, having the intention to do the right things because all children want to do the right thing. It's just that they are going through their developmental stages and they're not aware of how the society works and what behavior is expected inside the house, in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have we have to train them as parents, you know, that's called parent-child training, where you train your child that, you know, at home, this is okay. But when you go to a restaurant, you have to keep your volume low. Or if you're in the airport, then you have mm-hmm. to behave a certain way. So that's there. That. And now coming to the first part of your question, which is accepting a no, right. mm-hmm. I think it's very important that you're, open and prepared for an o- no from your right. child because if you have very rigid expectations from your child you'll be a very unhappy parent so I think it's very important to have rational expectations and rational means which is uh, you know you're uh, very flexible in your expectations so mm-hmm. as a mother you would love it if your child always says yes to you but it's important to understand that that is not always going to happen Because the children are people and people have their own way, own style of doing things and they have their own predisposition. So they're not robots that they'll keep saying yes to you all the time. They will say no Mm -hmm. to you sometimes, But of course, you can get creative and change those no's to yeses wherever you feel is absolutely necessary. But you have to be completely open and accepting of their no's because if you're not, you're going to feel very irritated all the time. Your triggers will happen it's only going to damage the parent child relationship so i think have exactly. be the more flexible you are and the more prepared you are the easier your journey as a mother or as a parent is going to be
0: that is a wonderful advice Riddhi. Yeah. so uh, ridhi um like uh, uh, we are discussing about how we'll be b- building our child for a future, right? So what are the, like your suggestions for that? What are the main things that a parent should take into consideration, okay? And, uh, you know, what are the factors that might might affect the kid at this point of time when we are preparing them for future competitions? There are competitions, there are several aspects that we should take into, into consideration. So what is your input about that?
1: so i think as uh, when you're raising your child the first thing is that of course model the right behavior for your child because okay. they learn more by watching than by listening so mm-hmm. definitely model the right behavior so be confident about what you're doing project a real uh, project yourself as a real parent and not a perfect parent which means that your child can see that you know life is not just challenging for me but my mother is going through her own challenges like she's also mm-hmm. trying new things. She's failing every day and she's getting up and she's trying again. And she's, you know, this is a whole process. So you want to model that for your child. That it's not like my life is super easy because sometimes as parents, we have this tendency to emotionally rescue them from difficult right. situations. I think it's okay for them to see a little mm-hmm. bit of uh, the struggle that you're going through because it gives them a sense of belongingness. Like they feel that, okay, it's not just difficult for me, but everybody Mm. is going through their own journey and they're all showing up every day and we can all go through it and still choose to be happy. So I think Mm. that second is to put a lot of trust in your child that, you know, my child is going to do the right thing. You know, when you, what your thoughts are very powerful. So when you have the right thoughts about your child, you will actually pass on that energy to your child. But if you're sitting and thinking that, you know, my child doesn't want to learn, My child Mm -hmm. doesn't want to do anything. My child is this. My child is that. So if you're giving that energy to your child, you'll see more of that Mm -hmm. in your child. So whatever you think, that's what you'll actually start to see in your child. So I think think the right thoughts for your child. And third is do not give labels to your child. Like, you know, there is this tendency to give labels. Like, uh, uh, you know, you don't want to get up early in the morning or you're very lazy
0: Mm -hmm. Or uh,
1: you never listen. You don't know how to respect. You know, these kind of labels. Because these labels stay with them forever. And this can actually stop them from making progress. Even as adults. You know, so Mm -hmm. when we meet, like, you know, when I meet mothers in my community. So we do the small exercise. Where they have to go back to their childhood. And pull out things that were good and negative. Good and bad, both. So... Mostly the reason why we are stuck is because of the labels that we've received as right. children right. while growing up. Yes. right. Because that becomes a part of who we are. It becomes our identity. And it mm-hmm. becomes very difficult to get rid of it. it. It mm-hmm. takes a really long time to actually remove it from your subconscious mind and to actually accept and become a new version of yourself. So I think as a parent, if you can avoid giving labels to your child, And be more compassionate and understand that we are not trying to fix our children. We are trying to fix their behavior. And as parents, we get confused between the two. And we actually think that we are correcting our children when we are actually correcting their behavior. So if Mm. you can actually treat these as two different entities, like your child and your child's behavior are two different things. And if you can treat them separately, which means that when you're Mm. working on the behavior, you're doing it with the understanding that my child is a good child. Mm -hmm. So you're giving love and support to your child while you're helping your child fix this behavior. But the mistake that we make is that we merge the two Mm -hmm. and then our children start to feel that I'm not loved or, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm not a good child or, you know, my mother doesn't love me or my mother thinks Mm -hmm. that I'm stubborn or my mother thinks that I'm a liar or my mother thinks that, you know, I cannot do anything properly. So they start to absorb these things about themselves but stays with them for a really long time. So I think avoid giving labels model the, model the right behavior for your child and put a lot of trust in your child and also understand that our role as parents is to nurture our children. Mm-hmm. But we cannot decide everything for them. Their mm-hmm. life will depend on the choices that they make for themselves. Yeah, you see like, you know, parents with different children, like with mm-hmm. multiple children and all siblings are very different from each other different right the same parents sending them to the same school giving them the same environment same food same water everything is the same the input is the same but the output that you will see in siblings would be very very, very different. different because every they child diff- comes... they
0: are different individuals they have yes. different
1: personalities exactly because they have their own predisposition right they have their own temperament they have their own past karma that they have come with Now, also in this life, depending on the kind of people that they meet, interact, the choices that Mm -hmm. they make, that's going to decide their life. So I always tell mothers Mm -hmm. in my tribe that if your child becomes very successful or is doing something very good in life, do not take Mm -hmm. all the credit for it. Okay, right. They are doing what they are doing because of the choices that they made. And if your child is not doing really well or is doing something wrong or whatever, do not take the full blame for it. Mm -hmm.
0: Not even take, not even give. Not yes, exactly. Yes. So
1: as parents, you know, we are playing the role of a gardener. So, you know, God gives you a seed, you plant it. And then what can you do? You can at best, you know, give it the right amount of water, ensure that it's getting enough sunlight. But you cannot decide how the plant is going to look. You cannot decide okay. how the leaves will look, whether it will be a tall plant or a short plant. Mm-hmm. whether it's Where going the branches will
0: come. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Whether it's
1: going to bear fruits or plants. Yeah. You cannot exactly. decide any of this, right? You cannot decide that, right? Yes, just like that. When you're raising a child, you can only do your best in terms of protecting mm-hmm. and providing for your child. You can protect your child and you can provide for your child. But what your child will become is completely out of your control. So, as right. parents, try and do your best. So, I think if you can take care of these few things, mm-hmm. your child will probably uh, do well and it's going to be okay. So, there's nothing to worry. Just enjoy. Enjoy sure. motherhood. Enjoy parenting because it's a mm-hmm. short journey. It's actually a long journey. No, long but, journey. Yeah, yes. it's a lifelong long it journey. It finishes super so fast. It, yeah, it, it moves at a very fast
0: pace. Yes. Right, right. So the the thing that you mentioned earlier that their behavior and the kid themselves they are the different different things and we should not mix and that was a really a new thing that I have ever heard in my journey as a parent or even you know because as our parents also share all their stories so I've never heard this this thing that is what that's the like I think it's a new thing, uh for, yes. that every parent has. Like yes, that's why now. learning
1: is so important
0: yes yes so okay Rideen, my next question to you is that um, you know for the future you know uh, the kids they are going to make their own decisions even right now they're making most of their decisions right so what's the right age is there a right age then we sh- uh, we should tell our kids that your mistakes will be now your mistakes your decision will be your decision it is going to affect your life so what's the right age to start teaching those things, inculcate those things in our kids' behavior?
1: I think there's no right age or anything, and mm-hmm. you can start to communicate this from day one, which means that you're teaching, okay. you educating your child about choices and consequences. Right. And sometimes yes. you know our kids are very intelligent and they understand on their own also, which means that you go send a child to an electric board or to some place dangerous if the child gets hurt once. The child himself or herself will have that memory that I don't have to go Mm -hmm. back. So, you know, let's say, you know, like a lot of people do baby proofing and all of that. So I had not done it. I don't believe in it because I feel that kids are intelligent. So once, you know, of course, as parents, you'll want to protect them. But sometimes I think it's okay for you to allow them to go and uh, explore it on themselves. You know, sometimes let's say your child hits the table or the edge of the table
0: and Mm -hmm. gets hurt.
1: Then your child will know that, you know, this is an area that I need to avoid. So, they themselves understand that my choices will have consequences. Just for And this right. is something that I should avoid. So, this is something that they already come with. Now, as parents, of course, you know, we have to train them about choices and consequences. And that's about setting boundaries. And that's mm-hmm. a very important role that we play as parents that we have to have boundaries for our children. Which means that we tell our children that do this, otherwise this is the consequence that you'll end up with so we are actually by modeling the right behavior telling them the right stories we're telling them that every choice has a consequence good or bad now depending on the choice that you make you'll end up with a good consequence or a bad consequence Mm -hmm. and it's up to you what you want to go with so I think uh, definitely uh, we should communicate and they also are very intelligent and they understand how it works. Understand. I'll give you a small example from my life. So when I was growing up, we had this very strict deadline, which was 7 o'clock in the evening. We had to be home by 7 and this was still college third year, the deadline okay. that we have to be inside by 7. And mm-hmm. it was communicated to us in a very uh, nice way. And it did not feel like, you know, my parents were being authoritative or bossy okay. or anything. So this is what mm-hmm. our father told us. He was like, you know, if you want to stay after 7, you can do that. But if something goes wrong or if something happens to you after 7 p.m., it is not my responsibility. Okay. So whatever happens to you after 7 Mm p.m., that's completely your responsibility. If something happens to you till 7 p.m., it is my responsibility. So I'm watching you till 7 p.m. After 7 pm, if you choose to stay outside and if something goes wrong, it's completely on you. I'm not going to take Mm -hmm. responsibility for what happens to you. So now you decide whether or not you want to stay out.
0: out. So
1: now, you know, there was a lot of responsibility on us. That you know, I it was a choice that I had to make that you know, if I want to. So we were very selective about staying out beyond seven, only if it's Mm -hmm. like my best friend's birthday or something, that's when I will take that risk. Of actually putting myself Mm -hmm. outside beyond 7pm. Otherwise, you know, I'll be like, you know, let me not go. What if something happens? Papa's not going to help me or my mother is not going to help me. I'm on my own. I'm completely, fully in charge of myself. So I think Mm -hmm. the way you communicate it also really uh, creates an impact. And uh, educating them about consequences is very important because that's how they'll understand what is the better thing to do. So I think you can start early on when they, you know, one, two, whatever their age is, you can start communicating initially. You can just do it in the form of action, which means that you know, if your child is constantly throwing things, you just pick it up yes. and put it back properly. So you're mm-hmm. showing them what is the right way to do it. And then eventually yes. when they try to understand, you verbally express it to them. So depending on what stage they are, you can actually educate them about choices and consequences.
0: Okay, great. Great advice, Riddhi. So now I would like to ask you about, uh, you know, their emotional behavior, their emotional stability, mainly, and psychological stability. These are the two most important things that the parents usually, you know, just let go. Okay, they mostly focus on Right, their confidence, their, you know, academics and how they are going to do in their profession. But mostly they don't talk about their emotions, not talk about their, you know, psychological aspects. So what are the major things and the major patterns in a kid to, you know, notice for a parent, how they can avoid those uh, damages? And if it is damaged, how can they work upon them?
1: Right. So I think the most important thing that our children need is that they need that feeling that, you know, I'm loved, I'm well mm-hmm. taken care of, and that I have a good support system. So every okay. child, you know, they need this feeling of security and stability. And they also need an element of predictability, which means that, you know, they okay. should know what should, what they are going to expect during the day. So I think if you can create a happy nurturing environment for your child, that's the best gift that you can give to your child as far as their emotions and their psychological development is concerned you know again Mm. you know coming back back to the seed example let's say if you have a very good quality seed and you put it in a very bad quality soil
0: Mm. no matter how good
1: the seed is right it's not going to do its job right but if you put the seed in a good quality soil even if it's you know the It's going to thrive, right? It's going to uh, become into a, turn into a beautiful plant. So just like that, you know, our children are like seeds and we have to give them a happy nurturing environment. That is very important. Second, when our children start to express themselves and when they come to us and they tell us something, it's very important for us to acknowledge their emotions and not to fight their emotions. What this Hmm. means is, let's say if your child is coming and telling you that, you know, mommy, I'm feeling this way or I'm feeling scared or I'm not feeling good. Do not tell your child that, so what, what is the big deal? There is no need for you to feel this. Or, you know, if your child is hurt and your child is coming and telling you that I'm in pain, do not tell your child that this is just a small wound, it will get okay you know, when we were small, it used to happen, just be a fighter. And, you know, I think it's important that you acknowledge their emotions, because the more you acknowledge, the more they'll come back to you for support. Mm -hmm. If you keep shutting them down, then they'll stop looking at you as a means of support, and they'll stop coming to you, they will stop expressing themselves. And when they don't express, Mm -hmm. they suppress. So we yeah. have only two options. Either you can exp- either we can express or we can suppress. suppress. So you have to create that space for your child where your child can easily express himself or herself without feeling that he's going to be judged, blamed, mm-hmm. lectured. Mm-hmm. So when yes. you can do that, that is very, very important. Also giving your child the ability to communicate with you very effectively without feeling scared. Mm -hmm. You know, the Mm -hmm. two-way open communication, it is very important because that's when your child will feel confident that, you know, I I can go and tell my mother whatever I want and she's not going to judge me. She's going to patiently listen to me. Mm -hmm. So that is very important. And then if you have a feedback for your child, of course, as parents, we will have feedback. If you have a feedback, give it to your child, not immediately, But after your child has done expressing or sharing what he or she had to share, and then after two, three hours, you can go back to your child and you can tell your child, you were telling me this and I understand all of it, but I had a small feedback for you or I wanted to share this with you. So I think when you do it like that, that's when your children are more willing to accept what we say and they're more Mm -hmm. open when it comes to expressing themselves. So giving them the space to express, giving them the space to communicate, giving hmm. them a happy nurturing environment where, where you are actually supporting what they are good at and not forcing them to become good at what you would like to see okay. in your child is hmm. also very important. So I think if you do these things, their emotions, emotionally, they'll feel very, very resilient. And if they okay. are feeling strong emotionally, they'll be able to do well in different areas. But if they are not feeling strong emotionally, and it's the same for adults, right? Like it's right. always a behavior over brilliance. I think if uh-huh. you are not feeling good, you cannot behave well. And right. if you are not, you know, like if you're feeling irritated inside, that's when you get angry. Right. But if you're mm-hmm. feeling com- mm-hmm. completely okay inside, your behavior on the outside will also be aligned with the emotions that you're experiencing on the inside. And I think it is, be- it is a behavior that, you know, is going to carry us through life not how intelligent we are and, you know, how amazing Mm -hmm. we are. So, you know, a very simple thing that I tell parents that, you know, focus on their emotions because their emotions will decide their behavior and behavior will decide how successful your child is, not how brilliant. Brilliance is important to a certain extent, but, you know, your brilliance is of no use when your conduct is not good. Like, you know, you can be very intelligent, you can be a Nobel laureate or you could be whatever, a PhD and Mm -hmm. everything, Mm -hmm. but, if your behavior is not on point nobody will want to sit with you right and if you cannot invest in building good relationships you cannot be successful so as yes. parents we really have to focus on their emotions because their emotions will decide how they behave and that could okay. actually decide whether or not your child is becoming successful in all areas like you know right. career Financially, mm-hmm. relationship-wise, health-wise, so mm-hmm. I think uh, creating that uh, for your uh, creating that space where your child can feel emotionally stable is very important because I think there is a direct correlation between EQ and IQ. When your child is happy and when they're in a playful state, they learn mm-hmm. very fast. But mm-hmm. if your child is in an environment which is very competitive or very stressed out or there's too much pressure the learning is also slow
0: okay right right
1: and it's the same for us also right when we get the space to be easy and when we are learning for fun it comes very easily to us but when we are Mm -hmm. learning under pressure or you know when we are just forced to do it it's not going to happen so i think there's a huge correlation between eq and iq so if your eq is good your iq Mm -hmm. will automatically become better but you can work EQ,
0: up on your IQ, right? If your EQ is good, you can work up on, on your IQ. Exactly,
1: exactly, yes. But it cannot be the other way around.
0: Right, right. Okay. So, uh, Riddhi, the one question that came across my mind just now, like as you mentioned earlier that you had a time, your parents set a time limit at like 7 o'clock. If you Like, I will not be responsible, okay? So, do the uh, parents need to be a little flexible about that, that they could give little flexibility and make them understand that, okay, sometimes it is fine, okay? And the other part of this question could be like, uh, do we really prepare our kids for risk-taking, right? What happens like, uh, we tell our kids that, okay, don't do this thing, you might get hurt. So instead of saying this what is the other way of saying that okay like it's okay to take risk and but you need to be really careful regarding that risk so how calculate you have to be calculative
1: right so i think it depends on the situation that you're exposing okay. your child right? yes it depends <laughs> on completely the situation so though your style of communication would also depend on what the situation is and the gravity of the situation And I think that, of course, as parents, it's very important to be honest about what you want. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. okay to act extra cool and tell your child that, you know, I'm okay with you doing whatever you want. Go whenever you want. You're completely on your own. When you Mm. are not okay, it is very important because you can tell your child you're okay, but you cannot feel okay inside.
0: Feel okay inside.
1: It's very important for you to tell your child what is it that you as a parent expect, Mm -hmm. right? And then give them the space to decide on their own. But it's important for you to honestly tell them what you... So my parents, they told told us honestly that this is what we are expecting. We are expecting you to be home by 7. Because mm-hmm. that will make us feel good. That will help us feel relaxed. But if you still choose to stay outside after 7, please do so. So there was an element of freedom also. Freedom we, also. Given the freedom At your make, own risk. Yeah. Freedom to take risk. Freedom to make our own decision. But you know, when you can see that your parent is waiting at home, if you're coming back at yes. 12, they will not sleep, they'll be waiting for you. There's an element of guilt also that you making experience. Making a
0: habit, making that behavior a usual habit is not like, should be encouraged. It should not be encouraged.
1: See, this is not, this will not be in your hand then as a parent. Yes right Mm. that would depend see see when you're setting boundaries or when you're setting you have to actually follow through it cannot be sometimes do sometimes don't do or sometimes this is okay sometimes it's then it will never become a habit okay right habit is what it is something that you're doing repeatedly for a long period of time so that your brain actually registers it and your brain does it even without thinking Right, mm-hmm. so that is what happens But if you're telling your child, ki, kabhi aap chale jau, kabhi aap mat so you're actually confusing your child. So okay. you have to stick with one thing and you tell your child that this is what I'm expecting, this is what you can do, and it's up to you, right? right? So I think with freedom comes a lot of responsibility, responsibility
0: also. Responsibility, yes, so we they should understand it- that. Yes, this is the main yes. thing that the kid should understand,
1: yes, because we were given a lot of freedom while growing up. And I think that freedom actually keeps you in check. You are more responsible because you have a better relationship with your parents. So you're Mm -hmm. uh, uh, concerned about how they will feel also. But when you are communicating the same thing from a place of authority and when you're doing it from a place of fear where your child is feeling scared that you know if I go and tell my mother this, she's going to judge me or she's going to blame, complain, lecture me. So I had a lot of friends who were drinking and, you know, smoking and all of that in college, but they were not telling their parents anything because of course they were not, nobody wants to lie. Nobody likes to lie, but they didn't have a choice because they could see the consequence that they would have to face eventually. And in our case, like, you know, it was so easy because our parents told us that uh, it's up to you. (laughs) And because it was up to us, we chose not to do it also. Okay. And if we yeah. ever actually did it also, we were very okay with telling them.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: You know, I think with freedom comes a lot of responsibility because then you're not desperate for that thing. Right. But when exactly. you, know, the, you know the human psychology or the way we've been designed is when something is difficult to achieve, that's when it becomes more desirable. That's when you want to run after it. Just like, you know, in mm-hmm. college, when you're dating or something, When the boy is running after a girl, that's when the girl is not giving him any interest or showing any interest in him. But the boy who's not running after her, she's actually probably more interested in him. Interested in that. It's more difficult to get that person rather than getting somebody who's actually running after her. So I think that's how we've been designed. So just like that, you know, when as parents, we tell our children that you can do it, but these are the consequences that you have to go through. And I'm here. And you can come to me if you want to share or discuss. I think that's mm-hmm. a nice way to do it. Rather than telling them that if you do this, you're a bad person or you're a bad child, or you better not do this, or this is something that is horrible. Or Do not plant those messages in them because then they'll be very scared to admit what they did. Mm-hmm. Because everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be respected. And, and uh, children want to be respected. So they will hide those things from you just because they want to be loved. And they right. want to be risked. But they when you tell portray them the that,
0: the behavior that we want to see to in them. See. Yes.
1: Exactly. Yes. Exactly. They right. Are
0: not the person what they are, you know, pretending to be.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we actually force them to become a different version become, just to yeah. make us happy. So I think yeah. we can avoid all of that by telling our children that, you know, I love you no matter what. Right. Right, I'm always here for you. Even if you make a mistake, I'm completely here for you. And that's okay. All of us make mistakes. And I do a lot of storytelling. So I keep telling my son a lot of stories from my childhood days where I made mistakes, what I learned from those mistakes, how I admitted my mistakes to like Nani, and how she handled the whole situation. So you know, when you are very vulnerable about the mistakes that you made in the past. And you tell your mm-hmm. child that, you know, there's nothing uh, wrong about it. Wrong in doing But it. the good thing is to admit it and try not to repeat it. Right. So I keep telling mm-hmm. him a lot of stories from my childhood days when I went wrong, what I did, how I had it, how I apologized, how I corrected it and what I learned from it. So I think these kind of conversations, having these kind of conversations with our children really helps them. So they okay. can also come yeah. and admit their mistakes and then try to fix yeah. it. Try to learn Mm -hmm. from them and try to do the better thing next time
0: around. Great. Great. Awesome. Wonderful uh, suggestions that you have given through. Like there are so many suggestions in this one simple answer. So uh, coming to my final question, and uh, I would like you to, you know, tell us about when should be we when should the parents really start involving their kids in the finances? And when should they start telling you that now you have to manage your finances on your own, like giving the pocket money as there are this, this practice is not being followed in many households, right? Right. So what is the right way to teach them about the finances also? And what is the right age to involve them in finances? So
1: I think there is both indirect and direct way of teaching first, like, you know, Mm. from the day your child is born, the indirect way is what are you doing with your money? How are you choosing to spend your money as a parent? So let's say if you are overindulging your child, buying toys very regularly for them and giving them what they want the minute they ask for it. So you're not setting the right practices for them from day one. So I think five and under five, you have to be very conscious of how you are actually uh, spending your own money in terms of doing things for yourself and for your child. Are you going to the mall every third day and shopping? Are you always coming home with 10 bags of things? Because your child is watching, right? So they're getting used to this kind of environment. Or you're taking your child to a toy store and buying 20 toys for your child. So these things you should avoid. After five is when, you know, once they're like five, six, you can actually start to have real conversations around money. And you can, because they start to understand numbers and they start to understand all of those things. So now my son is six and I've started this actually just last month. Not six, he's going to turn six. And just last month we started, so we've decided like 800 rupees is what I'm giving him. It's not... So, you know, in 800 rupees, he can get whatever it is that he wants. And he's actually... And I have my birthday this month. So he actually got Mm -hmm. a gift for me from that. And then he got a gift for me. So I think, you know, that actually teaches them how to value money. So, you know, he can buy chips and whatever small, small things that he wants. So he's actually noting down also what he's getting so book and chips and if he wants a small toy and I've also told him that if you save your money if you want something better you can save this month and next month when you get another 800 you can add it up and get something else better for yourself so you know they start thinking like that then and they start understanding that understanding how to value money so I think Mm -hmm. 6 to 12 is a good age where you can actually make them more money conscious and encourage them how to save, spend, spend on things that they don't, you know, that they really use for a longer period of time, not like on depreciating assets, which will probably mm-hmm. get the minute you buy it. So you can start because after 12, if you're trying to start, it becomes very difficult because now your child is already yes. trained. Yes. And when they're 12, 13, now children want phones and, you know, gadgets and yes. all of those things. But now if they have not learned how to value money and if they've not learned how to use it wisely, it's very difficult for you as a parent to teach them. Mm -hmm. So if you've actually invested in teaching them earlier, it'll become a lot easier for you now. But if you've not been able to do it sooner, you can still do it, but it's going to be more challenging for you to do it. Because when they're in their teenager, whatever teenage phase, they feel that, you know, I know what is good for me. I know I can do this when mommy can buy this for herself, why can't I buy this for myself? If mommy is using iPhone, whatever, 12, 13, why should I not be using? I know right. right? So it's very important for them to know that you have to earn it before you get it. You have to mm-hmm, save, mm-hmm. learn how to use it wisely. So I think five to 12, you can really make them more uh, money, money. conscious of, Yeah. And do not put messages like, you know, it is so difficult to get this because it's so expensive. A white, mm-hmm. you know, you can. So, okay. the message that you want to tell your child is that you can get whatever you want. And this is what I tell my sons. So if he tell me, mommy, this is so expensive. And I'll tell him nothing is expensive?
0: You can you get what? work hard to get it.
1: Provided you really want it and if you're ready to work for it. So, if you're yes. ready, nothing is really expensive in life. If you know that you really want it and if you're ready to put in the effort to get it. So that's the kind of conversations you don't want to tell your child this is so expensive, let's not waste it. Or this is so expensive, let's not get it. If you're, if okay. it is expensive, you want to tell your child that okay, you want this, you can get it. Probably you'll have to wait a little long. Okay. So you, you can have start to,
0: saving right now for that if you want to buy that oh, thing.
1: Yeah. So you want to avoid saying putting these things in their head that this is too expensive for me. Or this, mm-hmm. this is something that I cannot get. You don't want to put those messages in your child's head you want to tell okay. them that you can get pretty much whatever you want provided you're willing Provide. to yes. or wise when it comes to handling your uh, money
0: mm-hmm. it should not be like <laughs> absolutely uh, you know uh, not reasonable
1: <laughs> yeah yeah because you don't want to uh, give them no even for like very because kids are like very like uh, they don't have limiting beliefs or anything so my okay. son was like no i want a palace I was like, okay, great. If you want a palace, why don't you start working for it from now? So you don't want, as a parent, you should never say no to anything. I think as long as it's creative and it's coming from within, because I think we can pretty much create anything if we really want it. And you don't want to put that thing in your child's head that you can't get it or you don't deserve it or it is too difficult for you to get it. You always want to be there to support your child and tell your child that, yes, I'm sure you'll get it someday.
0: Keep manifesting working. it. Keep
1: thinking yes. about it. Keep working for it, and it'll probably come true for you someday.
0: Sure so Ridhi it was really nice talking to you and I think you have answered most of the questions that many parents out there they want to they have those queries and they want to really uh, want the mentor or you know they want the, those expert advices that you have really given us right now so thank you so much for your time for your inputs and all your insights and it I was be... really you know having a nice time with you I was uh, like literally <laughs> taking the classes from you it was like as if I am the parent, and I am taking the classes from you. So thank you so much for your time, for your inputs, and all.
1: Thank you so much, mega Yes, and I always tend to over speak when it comes to parenting because I am in my flow state. This is like, uh, no, but I that love.
0: helps us a lot, and it will definitely help all the parents out there. Whoever is going to listen to this podcast, so they will definitely going to thank you for that. So I'm thanking you on behalf of all the parents who is going who are going to listen to us.
1: Thank you so much, Megan. Thank you for uh, having me on your show and helping me to reach out to more and more parents. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. It was a pleasure connecting with you.
0: Same here, same here, Riddhi. So have a nice day, Riddhi, and see you. Okay, bye, you. bye. Bye.